1: Now, here is your host, Realtor, Deb Tomorrow.
2: Hey, how are you? <laughs> Hello, 2017. I know, I'm like totally not, um, I feel like we've been off for like a month. It feels like that. Yeah, I haven't seen you since last year. I know. Huh? <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> uh, we, we did a repeat show last week for the holiday, because I figured everybody would be out and about, but this holiday falling on Sunday has yes. thrown everything off. It feels yep. like everybody shut down for a week and... Our office was closed, and banks were closed, and I was out and about yesterday working, but didn't look like anybody else was. Yeah. So it's been a little bit, I'm like, someone's asked me yesterday when I got done with some appointments, they said, what are you going to do the rest of the day? And I'm like, I need to go find my mojo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I need to get my act together and get my head around things. I have to get back to making my daily to-do list and yes. and figuring out uh, how I'm going to be productive today. So we tried that today. It was a little bit of a stutter start. So we'll see how this show goes. It'll be fine. It always, it always is. And we always make it, right? We haven't yeah. killed anyone yet. Well, and then right as the music was starting with the show, I realized that one of the things I wanted to talk about, I didn't print off the report that I wanted to talk about. So I okay. was like trying to, well, that's why you guys were all looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, ah, I need this report you to talk it. about what I want to talk about. I do have it. I'm good. I'm fine. It's all good. So how was your holiday?
3: It was uneventful and quiet, which is not a bad thing, right? That is
2: exactly what I wanted. Yeah, that's exactly what we had, too. So that was awesome. I know I told you about what Uris got for me. I have to brag on him because he really kind of hit it out of the ballpark. Rachel doesn't know. So he got me all new bedding for the bedroom. Which was amazing because we've, I swear, been living like college students with just like mismatched comforters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'd wake up every morning like miserable because I'm all tangled up in this comforters that don't. And he has a thing about top sheets and I think normal people should use top sheets. And so we always have this. It's complicated. So now we have this whole bed set that is like one of those where once you put all the pillows on there, you have about 18 inches of bed space. Yes. So we get a kick out of that. We sit there and like our feet dangle off the bed. I <laughs> think that's really funny. And, uh, and yeah, we have more pillows and we know what to do with. But the greatest part was that, which is not, it's in process. I'm going to put it out there because then that'll help it
3: Come to, fr- yes. come to
2: fruition, yes, yes, exactly, is that he's making me a headboard. We never even had a headboard on our bed. I'm not, I don't have, I'm not Joanna Gaines. I need her so badly. That's okay. But I'm not her. There are other things in life I'm good at, so I don't beat myself up over the fact that, you know, if I had to pick a paint color, it's probably going to be classic off-white. Yes, yes. Um, but he's making a headboard out of deconstructed wine barrels. So he had wine barrels shipped in from California I know. How cool is that, right? And they were all broken down with the staves, you know, the curved parts and then all the metal rings. And he's got these plans that, um, you know, he did a bunch of research and designed a plan to make this headboard with the staves. And then he's got side tables he's going to make out of the metal rings and everything. I know. I'm totally jealous. But
3: she told me about it. I thought, oh, I would help. I would have helped to empty the wine barrels. Right. I probably And Deb said, I think you probably did. I'm right. sure that you had a hand in it at some point. <laughs>
2: What's super cool is that they smell like wine. He said that he was looking at some Kentucky bourbon barrels. They have a little bit different, and they smell like bourbon. But these, and he said when they got delivered to the house, they, he brought them in through the basement door and just kind of had them. He knows I don't get down to the basement because there's snakes and bats down there, and so he knew it was safe to like. But he unpacked everything and put them up on some of our shelves, and uh, and he said every time he'd walk by the basement door, he'd smell wine, and he was like, how can she not? Why does she not think I'm like doing something down there? And I never did. I don't, I don't have a good nose, I guess. But, anyways, I'm pretty excited about that. So, we'll have to I'm ex- see. I'm excited.
3: Yes, you're going to have to take pictures when it's all
2: yeah, set and get done. Going. He needs to get going on that. So, anyways, we'll be all grown up. And my, my poor cleaning lady came by last week and she goes, oh, You have bedding. And I'm like, <laughs> She's the poor girl. She's always like, I don't know. I never know what to do with your bed. Because it's like literally it was just a pile of blankets. It's humiliating. But anyways, and now the dogs are like, like, you can come on this square and that's it. You should give them all those extra blankets. There is an extra blanket on top that they're allowed to lay on. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So, well, there's so many little bits and pieces I want to talk about today. Let's do this one first. Um, So, you remember my 10-10-10 promotion, right? I do. Okay, everyone out there remember? Okay, good. So 10 years uh, in, I don't know, I should probably find out the exact date and we can have a big party. It's March something, I think. 10 years in real estate, celebrating my 10th anniversary. And so in honor of that, we are celebrating 10 local nonprofits and giving away 10% of my commissions up to $10,000 or until my... Accountant has me committed. And so today we, and we were we've been posting on Facebook asking for suggestions on the local nonpro- on the nonprofits we should include. Um, these are all local, but if you are not in this area, I just, I want to go through them because you probably have a similar nonprofit in your area. And so I'd certainly encourage you to let, take a look at these. These are not um, saying one nonprofit is better than the rest. It was actually really, really hard to Um, nail down the list. I had a very long list that I had to go through and I gave it a lot of thought and tried to cover a lot of different areas. Um, So the first one is Positive Link HIV Services and that is the preeminent provider of comprehensive prevention and holistic social services for those impacted by HIV in South Central Indiana. Unfortunately, we have a big heroin issue which has... Not in our town so much, but in surrounding counties um, and a little bit south. I don't know. Do we have a heroin issue here? We do. Okay, sorry. I'm A little like,
3: naive here. No, I yeah. am too. And um, <coughs> I learned that the last few months just visiting people at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was learning about this. And I'm in my own bubble. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, there was just a
2: young person yeah. that passed away okay. a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that um, the heroin it seems to be... Um, mm-hmm. The needles, that's creating a big HIV issue down here. So, those people do a lot of good work. Um, Area 10, aging, agency on aging. This one is important to me because uh, probably one of the biggest things in my life I stress about, which is like, you know, an irrational stress. Like there's rational stresses and then there's irrational stresses. My irrational stress is the fact that I don't have children, so I don't have anyone to put me in a home when I need to be put in a home. Oh, see, at least you're willing to go to a well, home like, to the time, I'm at the the time, have to time go somewhere. At some point, I'm going to fall down some stairs. I'm going to be laying at the bottom of the stairs for four days and hope that the mailman figures out that I'm not picking my mail up or something. That's sort of the vision for the future way down the road. So Area Town Aging um, provides uh, tons of information, to access, and resources for seniors, uh, persons with disability, and family caregivers. Um Food pantry. They do a ton of meal deliveries. They deliver thousands of meals. So I think that that's a great um, organization. Stone Belt is an organization that I have supported over the past year. They are preparing, empowering, and supporting individuals with developmental disabilities and their families. They have some really cool programs that um, allow people with developmental disabilities to work. And I think that's great because it just builds such a, a, you know, it's a um, Mm win-win for everyone. Girls Inc., if you know me, you know I've supported Girls Inc. for a million years and, and constantly humiliated myself in the um, face of raising money for them. Uh, so they their mission is to empower all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. Um, when I got involved with them, somebody said that to me, and the word bold really um, resonated with me, and that was like, okay, I'm hooked. A new one that i hadn't I didn't know much about, um, but that uh, a client of mine, Sarah Johnson, uh, mentioned to me is New Hope Family Shelter. And they provide temporary shelter for homeless families. So most of the shelters are for individuals, and this is a way to keep the families together. Um, it's so that the fathers and the older sons don't have to be separated from the women and the children. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a video, and Rachel's going to be posting information on our social media about this, but it was really powerful to me that um, there was a family, and they were staying in like a weekly pay hotel. And they had been saving up money for um, down payment first month rent or a deposit and first month rent on an apartment so they could move into a more stable situation. And the way their budget came out, there was about a week where they could either pay for another week in the hotel, but then they would be homeless or they could be homeless for a week and have the money for the deposit. There was just like a week gap Mm -hmm. that they needed to, and they were able to get into New Hope for a week and just stay there for a week save the money from and then be able to get into a more stable situation. So it was like a trampoline for them to get into a better right. situation. And that was really powerful. So it gives me chills to this day. Um, number six is PALS. Um, oh my gosh, I did not write down Pals's people and animal learning services. Thank you. Um, it's a nonprofit therapeutic riding center, which I think is really cool. So they're using horseback riding to help people with disabilities, veterans and at risk youth to, um, build, um, confidence and things like that my sister's closet is a local organization that is really cool and if you look on their facebook page they have a quote says give a girl the right shoes and she can conquer the world i think that's a true statement <laughs> they, it's very true they credit it to marilyn monroe some people i did their, i was Got all distracted with the research on that. Um, and some people say Bette Miller said it. So I don't know where that came from. But um, they are providing clothing, workforce attire, for women trying to get into the workforce who maybe don't have appropriate clothing. Um, and they have a resale shop. And that's kind of how they um, fund their uh, uh, survival there. Um, NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. the um, I think the sort of like figurehead in Bloomington is very famous I know it's Karen's idol, uh, Jill bolte Taylor. Um, yeah, I think she was a she was the past president for the local. Chapter. Yeah, so she's like president emeritus or something mm-hmm. like that now. Um, and it is a, yeah National Alliance on Mental Illness. So they are looking and doing a lot of advocacy research, um, helping improve community services for uh, people with severe mental illness and families of people with mental illness. Um, it's something that has touched me and touched a lot of people that I know. So I feel really strongly about wanting to help them. Um, and then Pets Alive, because we know we had to do something with pets, right? Absolutely. So Pets Alive is an awesome organization that provides um, compassionate uh, care. Um, I feel like Bob Barker. If, if you're old enough to have watched <laughs> Price Is Right when Bob Barker was in charge, and at the end he'd always say, "Have your pets spayed and help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed and neutered." So they provide very um, affordable, high quality spay and neuter services as well as vaccinations. Um, so affordable. So keep your pets healthy. Keep them spayed and neutered. And, um, cost shouldn't be an issue. And the last one I decided, <clears throat> I had a huge list, and I couldn't decide. And something that had come up last week here in Bloomington and I participated in it and I thought I really had fun with that. And so I wanted to make it part of this 10-10-10 celebration. And it, I'm calling it wild card. Um, but what it is as um, Do Good Bloomington. Did you see that at all on Facebook? I've been off social media for a while. I know. I have so. to. Te- I have to text you and say, um, you need to look at this on Facebook. Yes, yeah. So there was sort of a movement last week to just on Friday to have do good Bloomingtons, the day where you know you pay for the people person behind you in line at Starbucks okay. or whatever, do something good for someone else. I did something. Um, I don't want to say what it is because I feel like that's like bragging, but basically someone um, doesn't have a ton of money, but they adopted an older dog from the shelter. And so I got um, a pet store gift card for Mm -hmm. them and send it to them anonymously. They should be getting it today. I'm very excited. Um, and so it was just a chance to kind of, you know, do something good for other people randomly, those mm-hmm. kind of random acts of kindness sort of thing. And so that's going to be our number 10 nonprofit. And I think what we're going to do is that $50 from every donation. So we're going to take the 10, 10% commission, take $50 out and put it in our Do Good Bloomington Fund. And then we're just going to look for opportunities to do random acts of for people who, mm-hmm. you know, maybe either need a boost or need, need some help celebrating something you know they've had a great achievement and and they you know need a little bit of a pat on the back um so we're just gonna be looking for random opportunities on that so i'm really excited about that one i think that's gonna be super fun i like that one for yeah, sure it should be fun all right let's take a break we're gonna talk about some more random things then we're gonna talk about new year's resolutions in terms of real estate so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. You Count. You Count.
0: Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com Now, back to this
2: week's program. Okay, we are back. We were just going over a list of 10 nonprofits that we're going to be honoring in 2017. I have to get used to saying that and writing that on contracts. Um, So look for those on social media um, and as much as you can help share and like and help bring awareness to those organizations or similar local organizations that you have in your area, that would be awesome. Um, You know, the whole... um, the motto behind this was a quote from Bis- Bishop Desmond Tutu that says, "Do your little bits of good where you are. It's those little bits of good together that will overwhelm the world." So we are trying to do our little bit of good here in Bloomington. So, yeah. so what? Let's talk about real estate. Yay, real Yay, estate! I know. So, what was the biggest real estate story of 2016? um here locally or I don't know, just, just in, in general? general yeah
3: what do you think I oh gosh i guess in my world it'd be the the rates yeah started out really steady yeah. and then
2: gradually got a yeah. little higher and higher and higher went down and then went up and higher yeah yeah <laughs> So I, think, so I think in everybody's world, that really was the big story of 2016. Um, for our local market, I think low inventory was a big story. Um, you know, I've been telling people over and over again, you know, 10 years in the business, I have never seen a year like we had last year in terms of just the craziness mm-hmm. in certain price ranges and certain locations and having four or five offers. That may be very typical in some markets, but it's not typical in our market. We're just kind of slow and steady. So having multiple offers and really pushing the envelope on on some values um, I've never cringed as much as I have writing offers and going. I hope this appraises
3: well. And I think too, at the beginning of last year or in the spring, we had a really wet, a wet uh, weather, mm-hmm. and so a lot of deals were falling through due to the inspection because mm-hmm. yeah, you
2: never went an inspection in April, right? <laughs> <It was laughs> because
3: funny. there might be some moisture in yeah. the basement or right. something like that, and so it seemed like I would say the the first quarter first, you know, few months of the of last year. There were a lot of people withdrawing their loans because of inspection.
2: Yeah. But um but like you said, I really do think the big story was the interest rates and we started the year off as those same historic lows, I think pretty steady from last year. They were still in uh, the threes. In the threes, yes. yeah, just kind of <laughs> chugging along and um and then we had when did Brexit happen? I don't even know. July, August? Something like that, maybe I don't August, know. maybe end of summer, yeah, yeah, and that's end of summer to me. August okay. is August, end of summer, yeah. and and then interest rates took a dip from there. They did, and then the election happened, and then they went up from there, and they've continued to go up. And I think everybody sort of expects them to. Um, I was talking with a client yesterday who worked. She said, "Well, I worked in the mortgage industry in the '80s, and uh, she because that was back when interest rates were 17 percent." So. She's not freaking out too much. She's looking at buying a house, and she knows that interest rates are in the fours, four and a half, something like that, and she's uh, not too worried about it because, in her world, they uh, it was pretty good. When when did uh, June June, really? June. yeah. The whole year was a blur, I guess. But yeah, they took a dip after Brexit, and then they've gone back up, and they're continuing to. I mean, they're not going to reach 17% by the end of 2017, no. I predict. Um, but they are going to be a little bit higher, and that means there's a lot of people that are trying to kind of maybe move a little bit quicker and, and lock in those interest rates. I feel like people are locking in those interest rates, and um, it's a little bit different this year because the rates are changing more rapidly I would say so. I mean, for the most part,
3: everything is normally fairly consistent as far as the movement from day to day. Uh-huh. But it seems that we've seen a lot of movement, meaning, you know, now we're in the fours.
2: Right. So uh, let me ask you a question because I've run up against this and I just kind of know, I know it to be, but I don't know really why. So if you lock in your interest rate for, say, 30 days, yes. then if you don't close the loan within 30 days, you can, A, extend your interest rate. Correct. That you've locked in, but that's going to cost you some money. Yes. Or B, what if you don't do that? You go with whatever the rate is of the that that day?
3: You can float. Well, your loan won't be locked anymore, and then you can float on interest rate, mm-hmm. meaning you're – it's not – I don't know what – anyway, right. you're floating. Um, if you end up locking, you know, relocking that loan – On that specific same property, Mm -hmm. because the locks are tied to an address, um, you'll get worst case pricing. Okay. So, you know, your mortgage lender should be able to look to see what rates have been doing Mm -hmm. and maybe kind of give you some uh, information, not tell you what to do, but say, you know, in the past 30 days, 45 days, the rate has been this. And now we, you know, it's kind of gone up or something like that. Mm-hmm. So someone may want to pay to extend that rate lock because right. that rate will be better, more than
2: likely, than the rate that they're about to. It seems to me that it's been a little bit more stressful in the recent months because interest rates have been going up, that we've been a little bit more stressed out about oh, we've got to close by this date because it's going to cost us to extend the rate if we can. And I feel like it wasn't quite that stressful maybe earlier in 2016 because it was kind of like, eh, you know, interest rates are still really low. And so if you lose your lock, you can probably still get a really good rate.
3: I would I would agree with that, okay. yes. That's I what think, I was yes. feeling
2: like to me when I wasn't sure.
3: Yes. Last year, this past 2016, like you said, it's been a very weird year. But yeah, but most of most loans that I did, everyone was... Working towards that closing date, if not pu- trying to push it up sooner. So, yeah.
2: But um, like I had a deal back in November, and for whatever reason, obviously you didn't do the loan on this, and the lender didn't lock the interest rate. And from the time that he applied for the mortgage to right before closing, the interest rate went up enough that it was impacting his payment by about $60 a month, which, you know, at that price point was pretty significant. And I think in the past, that just wasn't really. It was like, eh, interest rates are going to be low today. They're going to be low 30 days from now kind of thing. It wasn't a big deal to lock. And mm-hmm. now there seems to be this sort of, um, you know, panic. Yeah. Hey, I, w- I would say locked. that there's
3: not too many people who aren't locking at the time that they receive an accepted offer. Right. That's the first time that you have the option to lock in that rate. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't even. Yeah. Let's just get it locked yeah. in. And never look back.
2: Because earlier in 2016, people would go, well, I don't know. What do you think? Should I lock now or should I wait? And they want you to pull out your crystal ball, right? Yes. Yeah. I had a lot more of that in the past few years as far as wanting to watch yeah. the rates and stuff, but right. not this last half. So, obviously, one of your resolutions for borrowers in 2017 would be lock your damn rate. Uh, that – You think? I'm- I would think so, It a lot of times I can't
3: tell them what to do, but they are going to stress out about it. Yeah. So if you are going to stress about Mm -hmm. it,
2: you might as well lock it in. So if you don't um, regularly gamble. (laughs) I personally
3: don't. Right. I'm not a gambler either.
2: So I would probably be like, lock in, have a known factor, and not worry about, did you make the right decision or not? You just lock in. Right. But if you're a gambler and you like to put it all on red and see what happens... Yeah, then you might but float. But I'll tell
3: you what: a lot of times, uh, these home buyers aren't that person. But when it comes to the rate, all of a sudden they <laughs> want to stable. be. Yeah. So you know, I tell them the pros and cons, which is the rate could be higher right. at the time you go to lock. So yeah. you've got that going. Um, but again, you know,
2: I'm pretty okay. sure I'm not smarter than the, the market or whatever. We talked a few episodes ago. Gosh, I should have these dates in front of me, but it was probably three or four weeks ago that we talked about what determines interest rates, um, and which is really nothing and everything, and it's investors and it's people, so there's not a, a direct correlation to anything, which is really, really helpful to you, the consumer. <laughs> but anyways, um, but there's a good show about that, uh, so we'll have to find that. And reeling to that, it was confusing as heck, but I thought I made a lot of sense. So there you go. Well, I thought for the rest of the show, we could maybe talk a little bit about um, some resolutions um, that I have for home buyers and sellers, and maybe borrowers a little bit more too, uh, finances, and just sort of um, kind of what I want you to go into the year thinking. And then as the year goes along, we've got some great shows coming up. I'm going to have um, Cheryl Smith, who's a professional organizer, okay, uh, come in and talk about some things that we can do for home sellers to get your home uh, organized and um. Uh, ready for sale and, and making that would be a great kind of
3: show because yeah
2: or even for people who are not sure just yet but well and I almost feel like maybe we need to do a couple of shows on that because there's getting your house for, sorry let's Excuse all take me. a moment you know, Karen just sneezed <laughs> off she, she was trying to do it quietly <laughs> We just made a big deal of it. So, there you go. Bless you. Um, Thank you. I think a professional organizer is helpful for people who are um, trying to get your house ready to sell. But then also, there's other situations where it's like, you know, for moving, how do you organize yourself for an easy move? How do you organize yourself maybe for an interim move? I got to mm-hmm. go into a rental for a few months. How do I organize, you know, an elderly parent's home? I mean, there's certainly some value, some great information there, so... Um, so we've got that and some other great shows coming up. But okay, I want to talk about, I'm going to beat a dead horse with uh, my resolutions for home buyers, But I'm just going to say it because I got to say it. I got to yeah. say it. Get pre-qualified before you start looking at homes. You know, I had a, a lady um, over the weekend uh, get in a multiple offer situation. Super nice lady. She knows what she's doing. And she just says, it's not going to be a problem. I understand uh-huh. that. I'm not asking for me. Right. <laughs> I'm asking for you because, I, you know, we need to, we got into a multiple offer situation. And I don't know what all the ins and outs were about why we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a prequalification letter to submit with that offer. Right. And prequalifying
3: doesn't take that long. Thank you. If you that do it online or even if you did it over the phone, I know that's so old fashioned, but if you did it over the phone or in person, <laughs> It would literally online would take you about 15 or 20 minutes to answer questions. The lender pulls credit. May ask a few more questions, but at least that part is out yeah. of the way, and you can yeah. go into the search
2: a lot more confident. It's that's such a huge point that I want people. I feel like that people think they need to take a day off work right to do it, and they just don't. So please do it. Um, you know, it, because if you get multiple offers, you're competing against people who are pre-qualified. Because you need to make sure that you're looking at the price right price range. Because you need to be efficient with your time. You don't want to you know waste time if there's an issue. And because you need to signal to the professionals that are working with you, like your realtor or your lender, people who are maybe missing dinner with their families so that they can show you homes or talk to you about your loan. You want to signal to them that you're serious. Right. I mean, it's just a kind of a two-way street and you're just going to have a much better experience if you're pre-qualified. If you love looking at homes like so many people do, and I always laugh because it's like, I like showing homes. I don't love it. On my off day, I don't go to open houses, (laughs) you know. Um, But uh, if you love looking at homes, please go to open houses. That's a great way to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're serious about buying a home, please get pre-qualified. It's just that important. Um, And along the same lines, uh, pick your realtor. Now, I don't care. Pick your realtor before you start looking at homes. Because that just, um, it's like, What you do is you call people call the name on the sign, Mm -hmm. and the realtor who's listing the property shows you the property. Okay, that's like um, you're revealing your negotiating hand to the agent who represents the other side, right? It's not like you're at war, but it's like this was the – you know I come up with crazy analogies. Yeah. Cereal boxes and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Okay, it's like having lunch with the best friend of the person that you are going up against for your dream job. Right? Yeah. You've got this job. You want it. There's two of you going up for it. You have lunch with that your competition's best friend. What do you think that best friend is going to do? They're going to go back to the person you're in competition with and tell them anything they think is going to help that person get the job over you because you've given them some kind of information. Mm-hmm. So. You want to pick your realtor first before you start doing anything. And whether you do realtor first, lender first, I I want you to do realtor first because I want to then send you to Karen to do your loan <laughs> or a realtor who's local and I know is going to do it. We also job. did a couple shows on that in 2016 as well about, you know, choosing a realtor, interviewing a realtor yeah. and yeah. just having having that. Yeah, and we'll probably keep talking up. about that too cuz I'm just going to beat that over and over again. Um, I, I I will never forget the young couple I had that said, um, I, they called me, it was my listing, they called me and wanted to see the house and I showed it to them a couple times and the second time I was like, you know, can we talk about, you know, do you, do you have a realtor? We have one we want to use, she just won't return our phone calls. Oh, I remember you telling me <laughs> this. I was like, why do you want to use her if she won't return your phone calls? Well, she's really nice, we like her. And I'm like, I, and then my head exploded and I had scraped off the walls. All <laughs> okay, let's go to break because I think I'm way over. So you are listening to Real Real Estate Today. You're home for smart real estate. We'll be right back.
0: Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
1: you interested in buying or selling a home not sure what the next step is dev can help Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com.
3: Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com.
1: are listening to real real estate today to reach deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show please send an email to deb at real that's deb at real now back to this week's program
2: all right so we were talking previous segment about resolutions and karen did you we were just talking a break too about you want to talk about it Oh, about resolutions. My, do you have a resolution? You don't really do resolutions. I
3: don't really do it I because I either. know that
2: within like 30 minutes yeah. of 30, January 1st, 30 minutes, 30 minutes <laughs> so by
3: 1230 a.m., mm-hmm.
2: you know, I've already broken it. All right. Well, I there was one that I saw that I really liked, and I really kind of want to try to do it, but, I, you know, I mean, realistically, come on, I'm probably not going to. And that was the one I just mentioned to you before the show started about saying, instead of saying, I'm sorry which I think in particular women do all the time, Yes. say thank you. So instead of saying, I'm sorry I was late, say thank you for waiting for me.
3: I know that it would make, and I agree with that, That everything you just said. And I think that when a woman says I'm sorry, it's we're very empathetic. We get that each other's mm-hmm. time is mm-hmm. so important, mm-hmm. and we are truly sorry that we're late. But at the same time, I feel like... The more, if you said that to the majority of the women that we interact with mm-hmm. on a daily
2: basis, they may not see it that way. They may be like, Do you not think saying thinking, thank maybe. you so much for waiting for me makes you feel more appreciated than a I'm sorry I was late? I thank don't know. you for waiting for me. I know it was an imposition. I appreciate it. I think most of us
3: think of it the same way as they're an I'm sorry person as well. Mm-hmm. So they
2: may be like, oh, Well, if I say thank you instead of I'm sorry to you and it doesn't, and it offends you, you let me know. <laughs> i'll smack you across the face <laughs> all right so we were talking about resolutions and i wanted to talk about this one too about buyers i'm not going to get anywhere near with the things that i wanted to talk about today but this happened to me last week and so i want buyers to resolve that when you are going to look at a home you think really carefully about who you take along with you um i was showing a home to a lady last week and she took a friend with her and I'm not sure the purpose. And I guess that's what I want to encourage buyers to think, why are you bringing this friend along with you? Um, a lot of friends come because they like to look at homes. And it turns into their own personal HGTV show. And they just feel like they're doing house hunters and they're pointing at, you know how house hunters tends to be pretty negative, which is why I can't watch it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And then they, because they watch house hunters, they think they're experts. And this lady is very nice lady. But what I'm saying is she said, Well, basements don't add any value to the houses. She said, this house is overpriced. Well, that kind of gets my hackles up.
3: Right. Unless that person is in real estate, which I'm sure they are not. I'm like, and your
2: expertise comes from, but I can't say anything. So I just sort of stand there. And then she says, well, the basement doesn't add any value. It just doesn't add any. And I said, well, to who? Because she turned to me, she goes, right. (laughs) And I was like, oh, now you're asking my opinion. Okay, this will be fun. (laughs) And I said, well, Who? To who? You know, we've done a show and we're going to do a show here shortly about um, comps and and how you value homes and things like that. But the question of value is who's looking at it? The buyer, the seller, the lender, the appraiser, um, the home inspector. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, the neighbors. Everybody has their own opinion of value. And she said, well, to the bank. I said, well, if you mean the appraiser. Yes, the basement does add value.
3: Especially finished or
2: unfinished.
3: square footage, right? If
2: it's finished, it adds more value. And I said it doesn't, um, because they were comparing this home with another home. And I said, well, I think the square footage is very different because the price is different. Mm -hmm. And one home had about 1,300 square feet and was all ranch. The other one had about 2,400 square feet, but half was basement. And they felt like the 2,400 square foot house was overpriced because they were comparing it with this 1,300 square foot house that didn't have a basement. And I was like, whoa. I can't even do the math on that without a piece of paper in front of me. That's like my almost 1,500 square foot basement wouldn't count. Yeah, wouldn't add any value. And I said it doesn't add the same amount of value as finished square above ground square footage, but it adds some value. And so, you know, it just ended up confusing.
3: The the buyer. The buyer. (laughs)
2: She's got all confused about whatever because they're just, these people come along and they're just throwing out every buzzword they've ever heard. Here's the other one I always hear. Oh, that's a load-bearing wall. I don't know if it is. I can take a guess, but my guess is as good as yours, you know. But they know because they watch. Uh, you know, they become Joanna, and they know every wall that should be taken down and where you need to put shiplap and all that. And, you know, they were, like, completely redesigning this one house. And I thought, you've now put $20,000 into this house, and you've outpriced the neighborhood. Right. Because the basement doesn't have any value. Yes. It just So, you know, I love when people come along that just – kind of smile and just say oh i really like this and are just sort of quiet and positive i think that can be helpful but um, you need to just think about, I don't know, that's just—it's that's my pet peeve, I guess. I
3: don't know. And maybe maybe people have someone to go with them because it is a very, like, overwhelming process. It's right. going to your first house possibly. But maybe you should make that, that have that conversation with your, with your uh, tag along yes. buddy to, you're just here to support me. Don't say anything until we get out of the
2: house. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, and then the question I guess I always come back to is who has to live with the decision at the end of the day? You're the one living in the house, not the other person. You're the one making the mortgage payments. You're the one that's having to make any repairs that need to be made. Right. And and then this was the other kicker, too. My client turns to me and says, well, how much is a home inspection? I say, oh, in our market, it's around $350 to $400. And then the friend goes, oh, Brian can do it. I'm like, who the hell is Brian? (laughs) I don't know. Brian. Brian's going to do the home inspection. On who Brian is. Okay. But how can I, like, I feel really bad and I need to figure out a way to, like, say it. Hey, having Brian do the home inspection may not be the greatest idea because I don't know who he is.
3: Right. And he may or may not be a home
2: inspector. We don't know. He's not. Okay. He's not. He's somebody's husband. Um, So, but then as I was thinking about it, I I was very proud of myself because I came up with sort of something to say to the the buyer about using Brian. I'm sure Brian's a very nice guy. Yeah. Brian apparently used to work for the city. So he's done like building inspections for new construction and things like that. Here's the thing. A home inspector is trained specifically to look for, you know, specific defects in homes, perhaps a little bit different than like new commercial construction. They probably know the neighborhoods, know what tends to be the issues, so they can look for those. And most importantly, if a home inspector does your inspection, you're going to get an inspection report at the end of the day that is a living tool that you can use to help maintain your home, care for your home, improve your home. Instead of Brian says it's okay, Right. Or, or what if what if this
3: person who's not um, a licensed inspector finds faults that they've determined? And how do you go back and negotiate that? Yeah, with it's hard to go to a seller and go, well,
2: Brian says that this is a problem. And then we have to try and explain who Brian is. So God bless him. Now, if Brian wants to come along with a home inspector and help interpret things for you, because maybe you feel like you don't have the knowledge about, you know, Yes, I had a a roofer texting me about something going on with a roof in one of my houses a couple weeks ago. I was like, excuse me, I have to go Google what that word means. Because he was just like this and this and this. I was like, I've never heard that word in my life. And it was a construction something I had to, once I Googled it, I was like, so if you need someone to come along, that's all right. There you go. So my point is, know who your team is. Know who your experts are. Rely on those experts Don't let it turn into your own personal HGTV show because it's not over in a half an hour. It's over in 30 years when you have your mortgage paid for, (laughs) right? Okay, Uh, home sellers, resolutions. Oh, this is another good one too. Uh, And again, dead horse, I've beaten it, sorry. Uh, Resolved to have a pre-listing inspection. But I had a really interesting story come up last week um, and that I thought really, really illustrated this point. So the seller had done tens of thousands of dollars worth of work to the foundation, like 12,000, 14,000, I don't know, a ton of work to the foundation. And the work had a lifetime transferable warranty to it. So the the work was warranted, would transfer to a new buyer. So they thought, ah, oh, we're fine. If there's any problems with the foundation, we'll just call this company back out. They'll make repairs. And did they do that, that work as a result of a pre-listing inspection no. or no? Okay. That work was done a few years ago. Okay. And I think it was as a result of an inspection when they bought it that it was recommended that they do okay. these things. This okay. so is what do I understand. But here's what's interesting to me. So the buyers do an inspection and see that there's been some additional settling in the foundation. So there's new problems that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Sellers think, all right, fine, no big deal. We'll call the company back out. It's got a warranty. They'll fix it. Okay. That's what they're thinking. Okay. No big deal. What are the buyers thinking? That the house is probably going to crumble or something. They're thinking, holy crap. Yeah. They just spent $12,000, $14,000 to fix a problem. And two years later, they still have the same problem. This is going to be an ongoing thing that we're going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives. Right. Heck no, we're out. Right. And I think that that rationale makes sense. I get where they're coming from on that. Had the sellers, I propose, your honor, had the sellers had a pre-listing inspection and seen that there had been some issues, because my guess is that there is settling that happens after, you know, you jack up a house or whatever, there's some settling that Mm -hmm. happens. Had they seen those, had them fixed before the the buyers even had an inspection, nobody, it would have been like, okay, foundation's taken care of, it's all good. Right. So, lesson learned, right?
3: So the buyers, potential buyers, got their ho- own home inspection and and still, cho- I don't know what you know. Mm-hmm. Did it did it mention anything in there? That,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the buyers had their home own, own home inspection, and that's the only way the sellers knew that there were new issues. New issues. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and again, the sellers were kind of like, "Well, no big deal. We have a warranty. That's a great thing." And the buyers were like, "No, because if you spend that much money." And then you still have issues two years later. That's a pretty scary proposition. Yep. It's all about perspective. And Every- I would
3: definitely do it if I was selling because there's a reason I'm selling. Whether it's a job relocation yeah. Yeah. or or school, I need to move on. Just something, yes. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I can do to be proactive and to not have any any
2: unforeseen right. you know, things right. come up, I need to do that. Right, for sure. All right, well, let's go to one last break and then we're going to talk about carpeting your walls. Um. <laughs> We will. I swear. Okay. I have pictures. Okay. Uh, where, where are we? You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be right back.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested
1: in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on start here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com.
3: What makes a great leader?
0: Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com now back to this week's
2: program. All right, we are back. Segment four, right? I yes. need like big flashcards or something. We need like um, I like the, the downs. That- no, the down signs in football. Oh. Like first down, second down, yeah. third down because I get lost. And, yeah, I was um, totally thinking of a,
3: of a fight situation oh, right. in the ring. Right. The, yeah, that huge fight over the weekend. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, 48 yeah. seconds or, or something.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so sellers, resolve to understand that something you have done for your own special reasons may make your home a lot more difficult to sell. <clears throat> I showed a house last week, walked into the master bedroom. The walls were carpeted carpeted and now what made it all the more awkward was that the seller was there so we are all kind of like what you know kind of like Riot. saying to each other like what the heck is going on but then my clients went outside to walk around and so I stayed back to, to see what information I could get out of the seller even though he probably shouldn't have been talking to me um, so anyways we asked why the heck the walls were carpeted and he said that at the end of the street there used to be a tow truck company and it was really loud and would shake the house. But it's okay because the tow truck company isn't there anymore. All right. Um, but that they had insulated it. They, they had used it for sound. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Does that work? He said it did. Okay. And I didn't really even think about it until I got home and I was telling Uris about it. And he was like, well, how did they attach it to the walls? I'm like, I don't know. Were he was they like, like
3: stapling it? He
2: was like, if it's stapled, that's all going to be a lot of holes to fill. But if it's glued, there's no way you're going to have to replace that drywall.
3: So I wonder if when the walls got dirty, they had to call a carpet cleaner probably, to Probably. I, I don't
2: know. That's interesting. But Plus, okay. they took out a shower in the master bathroom, so it only became a half bath. Who takes out showers? Who takes them out? Completely out? Yeah, he goes, well, it was too, it was like the shower was in a, a smaller room with the toilet. He goes, it was just too tight. Who takes a shower out? Then, oh, there's more. Then uh, he had, and you know, bless him. He was a very nice man, but they had an elderly aunt that was living with them, so they were trying to make some adjustments to the house so that she could you know continue to live with them. And so they made some changes to their bathtub, their not not plastic bathtub. It was the old iron, mm-hmm. not not a cloth, but you know a porcelain tub, right. Somehow, I don't even know how it worked, they cut it so that you could, like, it was on a hinge and you could uh, open it up and walk in. They did it themselves? Uh, Well, their handyman did it. And we're like, so you can't take a bath in it. And it really probably compromises the structural integrity of it. So it's like, as we started to look at the house, and first thought, we were like, well, you know, this could work. It's a nice layout. And, you know, they've definitely done some some things to upgrade. He's obviously very concerned about insulation and put lots of insulation and things like that in it. But then you're like, okay, now I have to re- redo the walls, take the carpet off the walls and the master, put a shower back in there preferably. And then what replace the bathtub, again, It was kind of crazy. So, you know, those are just things I think that really you need to be able to be objective about. And you need a realtor who's going to be honest with you about it and say, you know, really, we probably need to address those things. And I think had those things not been in place, you know what? My client probably would have written an offer on this house. But when she started adding it up, she was like, oh, that's just going to be, you know, didn't want to deal with that. All right. When I had some other things, and of course we don't have time for that, but I wanted to talk a little bit about financial resolutions. Um, I don't know if you have any that you want to add for borrowers or refinancers or? Just to, to
3: everything that, like I always tell my, my kids this, anything that's worth something takes time. So it may be time for you to gather documents that Mm -hmm. the lender needs. Um, It may be, um, you know, waiting on waiting on me to respond back to you because I try to be instant and and as quick. But um, I would just like borrowers to go into this year thinking I'm going to be as prepared as I can be to Mm -hmm. help. To help that help this uh, process be as smooth as possible, because a lot of times we were talking before the show started that a borrower, even though they may not understand, they may not understand something, so they get real defensive. Yeah, and so I would just like borrowers to ask. Every question that you have, mm-hmm. but do it in a way that you're open to understanding mm-hmm. why a lender is asking for something mm-hmm. or why the process is what it is, um, instead of because sometimes you almost feel like, well, why are you asking for my pay stuff? I told you that I right. I work for this company right. and I've been there for you know thirty right. years. I don't doubt you at right. all. But, you know, it's one of those things. So then, you know, you do a lot of explaining. Uh, well, we need this because mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. sometimes the the text message, the the email, the voice can even sound.
2: Mm-hmm. Like that. so Exasperated a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Um, I think, yeah, if you know you're going to do something this year, start to get your financial house in order now Mm -hmm. um, and don't wait until, you know, three days after you have an accepted offer to be like, oh, I need this and this and this because that's just going to add to your stress for sure. Well, I was doing some math earlier um, and I thought, um, you know, that whole, it used to be, that if you made one extra house payment a year, so say your house payment was $900 a month, mm-hmm. and so you made one extra $900 payment a year and you applied that toward your principal, that that would knock seven years off your mortgage. They, they say that. Yeah, it's not really true anymore because interest rates are so much lower. So I think it, I was running some various mortgage calculators um, this morning, and it looks like it's more like four years because of interest rates being lower, which is still, you know, Legit. Yeah. Um, so, for example, on a $200,000 mortgage, if you had an interest rate of 4%, your payment without your taxes and your insurance, it would be about $954. So, if you made one extra payment of $954 every year, um, you would knock four years off your loan. That's about $80 a month. But you're going to save $22,000 in interest mm-hmm. over the course of 30 years. So, that's pretty good pretty decent um, and get it done quicker for sure so my suggestion is that people resolve to try and do that and I as I was doing the math I was really pumping myself up so I think I may resolve to try and do that too um, even if you only did it for one year you'd knock three months off your port, uh, mortgage and you'd save two hundred and two thousand dollars especially in the beginning when most of your payment is going towards interest. Yeah, and we've always just... um, You guys do it. I know. I had that plan. I was like, I'm talking myself up. I'm going to do it. But Karen, I know you already do it. Well, no, I think it's just easier for the record keeping, I guess. Yeah, and you round up to even numbers.
3: Yeah, he's just like, "Ah, just make it an even this. Yeah, And the rest go to principal every month. It just makes for cleaner record keeping. But um, yeah, so we're hoping to have hours paid because we kind of do ours in increments. So Mm -hmm. like all of last year, we just kind of rounded up to the Mm -hmm. next hundred or whatever yeah and this year we're going to continue to do that but then add a little bit more
2: yeah and you can also do you know if you get a big tax refund or something like that you could put a chunk down or you know something happens you can put a chunk down on that as well Um, one thing I want people to understand that's really 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 important is that if you're going to do that you need to make sure that you specify where your extra payment is going towards principal because if you just say oh I'm going to write my check for twelve hundred dollars and there's $300 extra there. They're just going to apply that towards next month's payment. And all of a sudden, your whole account is going to become jacked up. up. Yes. I swear to you. I dated this guy a million years ago, probably 15 years ago. So it was before like we did online payments and things like that. And he, I just remember sitting at his house one day, and he was on the phone with his mortgage company trying to explain. Because he had been making extra payments and intending for them to go towards principal. But they weren't, they were going, so they're like, no, they're you're holding just, all these partial you're payments. You're paid and till and November, whatever. And he <laughs> was confused and they were confused. And he was like, I'm never going to get this straightened out. And yeah, and so it was just, so uh, don't do that. So it's super, super easy if you pay online because there's just a line where I'll say, well, how much do you want to go towards extra principal? Yes. And you just enter that much and, yep. you, and it's done. But if you just send the coupon in with the check, they won't figure out. And I will tell you too, because my previous life before I went into real estate, I worked at a company. And we process mortgage payments, and you know we would go through and we'd have these set off to the side that were like we don't really know how people want us to apply this because it's super confusing. So, yeah, yeah. All right, gosh, we're out of time already. I still have like two pages of notes. Do you think they'll let me just keep talking? (laughs) No, probably not. I I think Michael will. Michael the engineer says, um, nope, you're done. done. So thanks. (laughs) All right. Well, um, we are going to think, talk about home values next week. So I think it's going to be a great show to think about how you, um, evaluate what your home is worth and what things count and what things don't. And, uh, talk about again, values, um, is in the eye of the beholder, if you will. So, uh yeah no I just got a note from Michael he said nope I can't keep talking so <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in this week and uh, good luck on all of your new year's resolutions um remember to say Thank you. Instead of I'm sorry, so I'm sorry you had to listen to the show today. Right?
3: No, thank you for listening. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Thank you for listening. Thank to you the show. for
2: listening to the show today. Please follow us on social media. There's going to be some great things going on this year, and I'd love to have everybody following along. So um, we will be back next week. Have a great one. You're listening to Real Real Estate today, where you're home for smart real estate. And.
1: Thank you for tuning into Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.